bonus episode time, holiday edition of the TFW podcast. Welcome everybody, episode 12 of the TFW podcast, that's freaking wrestling. I am your host Matt, joining me on this holiday week. Happy holidays to everyone and Merry Christmas for whatever you celebrate during this time. There are a ton of course of holidays this week. Want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Ishan, Rhodesia. We are here. What is going on? Merry Christmas, everyone. What's going on, guys? We Happy are, Holidays. Uh, yes, it is. Hey, full transparency, we are recording this early in the week. It is Sunday. You guys, of course, will hear it later on this week, uh, but it is a holiday week, so we won one to get this show out to you guys early, closer, you know, not from Christmas. And then, too, of course, with the holidays, we got some things going on. So you guys get a bonus episode this week of the TFW podcast. I am decked out in Christmas sweater with the goat and the, the bell. So I, I got a bell sound effect I can use this week. Rhodesia has on the red. Ishan has on the TFW red, white, and black. So we are festive as all get out this week. Let's get into it, guys. Let's start with uh, SmackDown. We were at SmackDown, Rhodesia and I. Uh, on Friday night. So we'll kind of start with some live perspectives from the show and then get into it. It was definitely some newsworthy pieces to that show. Rodisha, actually, I'll throw it to you first if you want to kind of go over your uh, live perspective on it. You know, this was our first, all three of us, I think, our first WWE wrestling show since Royal Rumble. We all went to the Rumble together. Uh, Ishan, you you haven't been to a WWE show besides the rumble this year correct no i haven't been to one so i have wow. one going i have one uh next week yep next week so it's been a while yeah so i know we've all been to AEW since by count i've been to at least seven AEW shows since the rumble uh so <laughs> it was really heavy AEW. Uh, so it was really, really cool to kind of be able to watch WWE live now that we got some a great product in front of us. Still not ready to buy raw tickets yet outside of like day after WrestleMania. I still don't know about that three-hour piece of me sitting through it, but SmackDown I, was really, really fun live. Radisha, kind of what was your thoughts on the live experience and knowing, once again, we hadn't been to a WWE show really all year? Well, I didn't realize we haven't been to a WWE show all year. Um, I was late getting there. Um, I got there when Bray and Uncle Howdy came out. I didn't quite see Uncle Howdy from where I was standing at, but the energy that was in that building was so awesome. Just the eeriness almost in the host arena. It was pretty awesome there. Uh, I know we'll get into the tournament in just a moment too, but I do want to make mention about Hit Row. So I wanted to see how it was really live. Hey, no, so (laughs) – Oh, boy. Of course, so, man, top dollar, man, Ishan. You know what? You should be forced to lead that entire discussion around the match. We'll get to the match. But I think you were just about to talk about – Yeah, I think you were just about to talk about maybe, like, their crowd reaction to Hit Row. Yeah, because I know we've been a little bit tough on Hit Row um, as far as the perspective of watching it on TV at home. Oh, my gosh. When they came out, it was nothing, not nothing, no nothing at all. So I just felt inclined to crazily cheer just because I'm like, they got to get some representation there. Uh, But it's just as bad in person as it was on TV. Yep. But same thing for the the Raiders. 
Rhodesia was like this. Crowd was like this. Dude. It, it was I mean, like, it was. I felt bad. Yeah, like. It was. I felt um, bad. They, they, they got. They received the worst response out of everybody that night. And that's like. And not then hyperbole. Raiders like, was after that. And like, of course, we. we hey, we, I want everybody to win that's in hit row. But. Now, granted, it was after the IC match. I don't. But. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I mean, literally, it, it was the worst non-reaction, even during the match. So what they taped for next week, and we won't get into spoilers because they did tape two SmackDown shows. So we did see Hedro versus Usos for the tag champs uh, championship, and even during that match, it was dead silence throughout mm. the entire match. No, top dollar. Yeah, like the, hot, yeah, yeah, like the hot tag. Help the hot tag. There was nothing. And so it was. It was. It was oh, a pretty rough. Tag. It, was, it was pretty rough for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh lord. But secondarily, again, even the um, Viking Raiders had the second least amount of pop. Uh, but but they look good. Their their interest in person was really really good. But again, it goes back to people being engaged in the characters that we see on TV. Um, but that match right there was just kind of just dead and crickets. So that's all I have. Um, and then we'll talk probably about the bloodline and was that last night's show when we talked about the final match of the year or the final show of the year? Oh, you know, they announced that jump on, ahead. uh, yeah, no, they announced that on Friday, December oh 30th. Fantastic. Wow. That, oh that, my that's gosh. Huge. John yeah, Cena. That, that, that's huge. Woo! Yep. That is the goat, now, right? He got the biggest pop the of the night. Yep. He's the goat. He's the goat. No, he did not get the biggest pop of the night. Yes, he did. Roman yes, Reigns he did. In my heart, in he did. In my heart, he did. Got the biggest pop <laughs> of the night. So from a live perspective, they did have 12,000 people down there. It was like a pay-per-view size crowd. Great atmosphere. Of course, we know Chicago kind of is a huge, huge wrestling town. They showed up and showed out last night or Friday night for SmackDown. Um, what really stood out to me was just the vast difference in production quality from WWE and AEW. Not talking in-ring product. Okay, because besides Gunther and Ricochet, um, I mean, the show was really, really good. In the ring, it was it was good, so it's not like the show wasn't good. But Dynamite, once again, we know we get bangers every single week on AEW. Wrestling yeah. is never an issue on AEW. But being there live, once again, I think I think my count was seven. Minimally, I've been to seven AEW shows this year, maybe eight. So to kind of really know everything they run on AEW and then go back to WWE, like I said, which we hadn't been to since the Rumble. I can't remember the last time I've been to a TV taping for WWE. It, I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. But just from the uh, pyro to the music volume to the big screen, it is – we talk about levels a lot. It, there, there is levels – to this, and this is not a knock on AEW. I know WWE's been around for 100,000 years. AEW's only been around for three years. But it, it was it was a significant gap from just production quality mm -hmm. from both of those shows. The cool thing is, and we didn't bring this up, and I know, Isha, I know you know about this, uh, Michael Mansuri. I think his name is Mansuri. Uh, he was the former VP of global TV production for WWE. He's been hired by AEW. He actually started at TV last week. Word is we're going to see some new elements to Dynamite and Rampage. A completely different look is the word come January for wow. AEW. I am thoroughly 
excited for this. I am a big person when it comes to production. I don't need LED boards on the ring post. I don't need that much. But um, Dynamite has kind of looked stagnant over the last few years. And I think bringing him on is going to really help with that. I don't know how much influence he had on last Wednesday's Dynamite, but we saw some awesome pieces on Dynamite Wednesday that we hadn't seen previously, some little tinkering here and there that really worked. So I think that's a big, big deal. If you guys don't know, he was a big part of Triple H's regime uh, and NXT and that thing. It was thought that he was going to take over Kevin Dunn's job as executive producer when Kevin Dunn retired or got replaced. And now he's on AEW. So that is such a massive win for AEW that kind of went under the radar a little bit. I think we'll see next year when we start seeing some really big TV pieces that like, hey, he had something to do with it. So I I am excited for that. But um, that was probably the biggest takeaway. Second biggest takeaway is Roman is him. He is that guy. To be able to see him live, last time we saw him, I know last time I saw him at TV, he was just a heel. He was still with Heyman, but we know now, like, yeah, he's a heel, but he's the biggest face in the company. And to see, like, there was a kid behind us, had to be no more than, like, three years old. And all they talked about was Ricochet and Roman Reigns. And they could barely even pronounce both of their names. They come out, they're throwing right. ones up. People in front of us, everybody had on We The One shirt. So during... Uh, the hit roll match right before their match. I went up to the concessions because it was right after the IC match. I'm like, hey, I know concessions are probably, you know, light right now. They were completely sold out of We The One shirts an hour into SmackDown. All they had left was like 2X or 3X shirts. Uh, That's huge. When they know that's one of their number one selling shirts and they're sold out an hour into the show, it just shows you just how big Roman is, how big the bloodline is. Uh, so, but to see that was really, really cool. I remember when Roman would get the biggest booze of the entire night and when he was supposed to be a face. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. Cena booze. Cena noise was just loud when he came out back in the day. Roman's booze were like, dude, you're trash. You need to get out of here. I and I felt like so bad for about him. You. Yeah, back then it's like, damn, like he's trying and like he is just getting crapped on. Friday was not that. He, he is owning where he's at right now. So it was just super, super awesome to see that. Um, so we, we can kind of get into the show now if you want to. But real quick, um, I do want to say this, too, yeah. about what I how you mentioned this is our first time going to a WWE event this year. It makes sense because when I got there, the first thing I noticed was how many children was there. It was just yeah. I'm not used to that because, again, I guess we've been used to seeing AEW. You see a couple random kids here and there, so many children. Uh, but even to that point of Roman being over and the bloodline being over, he was absolutely a face. So even the, the 25 to 35 demo of fans representing Roman, okay, I guess I expected that. But the kids, all the kids was repping Roman in the bloodline as well too. So he, you're right, he did get the biggest pop of the night. But, again, John Cena still holds a special place in my heart. But overall, it was completely Roman show and the kids and adults all was crazy about the bloodline. 100%. Who's, um, who's advertised for your show, Ishan, the, uh, the live event you guys are going to next week? I have no idea. <laughs> is it, is it a super show or seen. is it like Raw-centric, SmackDown-centric? Just, Do you know? It just says it's a holiday show. I'm assuming it's a Raw show. But it says just WWE holiday show. Awesome. Okay, and I know you're, you're taking the kids too, right? You're taking the whole family? 
Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big event, man, because uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, I have two boys, uh, nine and four. This is their first show. Um, my wife is starting to let them watch a little bit more wrestling. Uh, they seem to really enjoy it. And then uh, we're taking uh, one of our good friends, uh, and uh, he's bringing his son. His son has just become a wrestling fan and um, bringing mom as well. So we got a, uh, a couple of first-timers, and this is a perfect time to bring some uh, some first-timers to an event, you know. Um, so I'm really excited. We have excellent seats because, you know, I'm short. I'm 5'10 with boots <laughs> on, man. So, you know, we're like a couple levels. On? Oh, no, no. Hey, don't Air Force Ones are almost like, hey, these Jordan Ones I wear, they're like almost like all-stars, man. They give me like no height. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking I get some custom boys made so I can get like a little bit of a lift in them or something. Like <laughs> you know, that Jericho lift people you talk about. Um, but we're gonna, uh, we're about three levels up on like the lower level so we can see. So it should be a great show. Hey, but real quick, I did have a question for you guys as far as when we're comparing like uh, AEW to the WWE show that you guys went to, you know, when you go to AEW show, it's like a party, you know, everyone's yeah. live. It was rapid typically. Um, but in the past, when I would go to a WWE show, it's a lot of people sitting on their hands. Mm-hmm. How was that dynamic at this show? That's such a great, definitely not a party. I was thinking about it. I, I was thinking about an analogy yesterday and Chicago is a different animal. So what we experienced Friday is a little bit different than them going, hell, we've seen the last few raw crowds. Uh, yeah. Dynamite to me feels like a concert. You're live at a concert, having fun, listening to music, enjoying your friends around you, drinking, having a good time. WWE feels like a music album or CD on the best possible speaker system you ever heard. So it's not the concert, but your experience is like, man, I've never heard music like this before. These speakers Mm -hmm. must cost like millions of dollars to me. Like if I had to like create an analogy for that, that would be the analogy. So AW still the, the fun part. Like if you just want to go and say like, man, I want to have a great time. That AW show is where it's at. But that WWE, because once again, it goes into the production it's like, it, it, it's it's another level. It, it, it is. Like I said, that's no knock on AEW. WWE's been doing it forever, but they have it down. I mean, even down to the show ended at 8.58 our time. They started taping the second show at 9 p.m., and they had put like 20 Christmas trees on the stage because uh, yep. they started with women's gauntlet match. During the match, they're still setting up. They got, you know, Christmas boxes all over the place. There is a fantastic spot in the main event. The uh, Miracle on 34th Street fight is actually worth watching. You know, a lot of times those, like, gimmick holiday shows aren't worth watching. This one was really good. There's an excellent spot in that match. They're setting that up during that time. And it's just like, wow, they did all that in, like, five minutes, six minutes. And it's just, once again, it's like, it's, it's just it's a, a machine. It's an absolute so, well-oiled yeah. machine. Yep. So but I'll I think with the really... fans itself, I'll say this real quick, Matt. With the fans, Ishan, it felt like just a family event. So maybe to kind of um, go a little bit deeper on maybe Matt's analogy, I maybe felt like That's this was one. like a yep. theatrical performance because there were so many kids there. And so it's not going to be rowdy like an AEW crowd would be. But it was, again, production, you can't compare the two. But just the fans itself, 
it was just more family friendly like we're going to the zoo to see the festival of lights you know it's like that production type thing whereas aw is a party i'm hanging out tonight we're drinking and chilling and all that Mm-hmm. it's a really good analogy i'm excited to hear your perspective from the live show when we get uh would that be the next pod or is the pod after that because that show is right after christmas isn't it it is the 27th or the 20th? I believe it's the 27th. Okay. So, yeah. Episode so, our 14. next show, we'll, yeah, we'll kind of get your perspective, which I, I'm excited <laughs> because one thing that I love, this is just me getting in my old age, is just seeing, like, the kids. Because, once again, we were all there. Like, we all have been to a wrestling show probably, you know, as a youngster, even if it wasn't and you were an adult and you got hooked. Like if, we're, if you guys are listening to this podcast, us doing this podcast, this is a passion of ours. We love it. So at some point you got hooked. And just even, you know, Friday night seeing all the kids and just seeing some of them, I'm like, they're hooked. You know, mm-hmm. so I cannot wait to hear the stories of your boys and just, you know, what that show looks like from a live event perspective uh, next week. Hey, team, to be honest with you, I'm actually kind of uh, I'm actually kind of proud to take them because I didn't go to a show as a kid. I didn't start going to sh- to shows until I was well into like really well into like the end of the attitude era. It's when I started going to shows personally. Wow. So like, I'm really excited to bring the boys and see the smiles on their faces. Cause I think they're going to love seeing the show. And then the thing is, as we are talking about, like I had no interest in seeing any, uh, raw shows live, you know, past that, that Royal rumble we went to, uh, yeah. let alone like a, a house show or a holiday show, something non-televised. So, I think it's just big for the overall interest for myself, and like I think it's going to be a great time. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys about the the crowd. I mean, you guys are in the crowd, of course. Um, as far as the investment of the crowd, because sometimes you go to these 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 Raw and SmackDown shows, even in the past, it didn't seem like the crowd was always engaged in it. You definitely mm-hmm. were engaged in that show. So let's get into the show, guys. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Let's start with the uh, the first match. We had the women's tag team championship. I think we knew belts were going to stay on damage control. Really good match. I don't have much to say about the match. We did see Zia Lee come in and interfere in the all black, which which was really good live. Uh, the crowd kind of was funny. They were like, man, was that like part of the show? And I'm like, well, she hit a wrestler. It's part of the show. But more than just that match, where does Liv go from here? She was women's champion. She was thrown into a tag team championship match she is in the women's gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for rousey's championship at the rumble for next week spoiler alert for this she didn't win it stop I think you guys don't do it that. don't do that um <laughs> where does she go from here like what what is she where is she going what's your guys thought on where Liv is at now I have no idea, and I've, I'll be honest. I've always felt like, and this might be just um, you've, comparing you've been a live hater. Go ahead, say it. Don't, don't try to clean it up. You've hated live. Oh no, no, I'm not gonna say that. I just <laughs> when you I hear, think you of, hear that? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> when your voice goes up, right? You know that somebody's like lying or something. You're right? lying. No, what I'm saying is, I I always felt like live and Alexa to me was just too close to looking like the same person. Um, I don't know if that's just me or if other people have that sentiment too. So it's always just been kind of conflicting and confusing to me. And then of course with her championship reign and that whole thing with Ronda Rousey, I, I just, there's just no investment for me at all with Liv. 
but the people like her. The kids still like her. Um, but I, I just, I really, she's, she can wrestle. And I think she has a lot of potential. I just don't know what the disconnect is. And I don't know how to fix that outside of a character change. But I guess maybe in my jaded eyes, I'm probably going to always see her being like Alexa volume two. And that's so mean to say, I'm sorry, but that's just kind of how I personally feel. You know what? Um, you know, Matt and I are, are, are big Liv fans. Um, but, ah, I don't know if it's for the wrestling. <laughs> like, I just think she's a very <laughs> wow. pretty girl. Oh, I have a story um, to tell yeah. after you say that, Ishan. Nah, I have a story about yeah, that. I was going to come up. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, but I'm going to say this real quick. I think she's a very pretty girl, but I do think she has personality. You know, I, I watch a lot of the YouTube stuff when she's on Up, Up, Down, Down. She has a personality of a vibrant personality. I don't know. They tapped into it fully as a character on TV. There's something there with her, but they haven't found it. And um, for years, she's kind of been, I don't want to say she's been there, but she's definitely hasn't been at the top of the car. She hasn't been some, a a female wrestler that thought, Oh, she's going to win the big one. Um, They gave Mm -hmm. her that opportunity and it didn't really go um, (laughs) very well in my opinion. Um, so where is she going to go? I think she's going to go where she was before. You know, she's going to be a uh, women's face in the division. Like, but upper card, middle card. Cause I don't know what's, I don't know what space she's in. Rhonda still I has the either. title. You know, we'll see next week who wins the women's gauntlet match. So we know that's the match for rumble. And then we go into elimination chamber. I I just don't know like where where she goes from here. So I, you know it'd be interesting to to see. But that was kind of I'm rooting for, for her. I'm rooting for her though for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we after that one of the big things I want to talk about was Uncle Howdy live. It was an incredible experience to see it. I did see some hate online for people talking about it was like hokey. what? Come on, like. They they said it was hokey. They said that the storyline is going nowhere fast. This has been a waste of time. He showed up at Extreme Rules, and this is what we're getting. Some of that, I think, could also just be pro-AEW fans, anti-WWE fans. I do think, though, that LA Knight has been an absolute rock star in this feud. I do believe that. So mm. shout out to LA Knight. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But live, uh, it was incredible. <laughs> Once again, you talk about the production. You talk about, I mean, like it just—it was something to to be seen, to be to believe live there. I thought it—I thought the segment was fantastic to show that Bray was telling the truth. There, it's not Bray, he's not Uncle Howdy. Yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are two totally different people. And that camera shot that they had, where they had LA Knight in the ring, they had Bray laying in the corner, and then they had the shot, the far shot of Uncle Howdy. I thought was just excellent. Yeah, I, I love to see that. Ishan, um, what did you think of that actual? segment did you enjoy it online i mean was watching on television you know it's funny uh when you talk about it because uh, i looked at a tweet that uh your boy raj from wrestling inc sent out and he said that um la Knight is dominating this feud and between the two characters for me like la Knight definitely is kind of carrying it a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. He's showing so much personality um, with the, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely entertaining, <laughs> man. Like, uh, however, let me talk to you. <laughs> so like, however, um, you know, when you think about Bray, I think 
for me, it was, I was happy to have Bray back. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't always fully in love with the character when he came back. I, I liked the thing. I just didn't think the thing was presented correctly, but I know he wants to do something different. And that's what creative people do. Creative people want to take risks. They want to do, they want to take chances. They want change. So I understand it. I kind of feel like it's going, it's not, it's not, I feel like they need to kind of speed it up a little bit. And I say that at the same time as I enjoy what's going on with Alexa, you know, I, I would say that the two have to be connected, right? Cause we keep seeing the Bray logos, with her subtle changes in character. So that's kind of going along slowly, but something about this uncle Howdy, this Bray Wyatt thing. I don't know if it was too hokey, but I wasn't fully into it. It's, it's kind of strange to, mm. to, to I'm, I'm kind of in the middle with it. I'm not there for it, but I'm not against it either. If that makes so sense. I'm not like so no then, we- tweeting all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, he was definitely then. He's got. A yeah, I was taken back he by Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I was taken aback from Rogers' comment. I didn't think it was that bad, but I'm not super into it either. So then, so when you watched I'm that segment Friday it. night, you you did you so you felt like oh it was cool. You didn't feel like oh man, this is like a major progression in the story that was super cool. You kind of just like ah, I'll take it or leave it. You know, and I have a fear. All right, so we think that, you know, Bo Dallas might be coming back and he might be, you know, one of these characters. And I kind of feel like once the reveal is had, if it's not Bray, like, I, I feel like it's going to drop tremendously. Like, now, if it's somebody else, they can do an awesome job with this character and they can make it main event, they can make it special. Um, but I feel like if it's if this is anybody other than Bray... You mean Bo? I don't think it's going to go that no, 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 Bray. I like if Uncle How if 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 Uncle Howdy is legit like Bo Dallas or someone other than Bray, I don't okay. know how I don't know if they if they're gonna be able to pull it off. I feel like this has well, to be some kind of Well, we know it's not Bray though. Now, right? We know it's not Bray. Yeah, we do. So which is why I probably didn't get that excited about it. I'm like, oh, this isn't this is somebody else truly, right? And I don't know. I'm 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 in the uh I'm in the wait wait and see mode. I'm like, hey, okay. let's keep the, the thing going. So here's my thought, too, and I, I, I think it's Bo. I, I do. That if I'm, my, my bet, if I'm a betting person, I would put it on Bo Dallas. But his name is Uncle Howdy. So shouldn't that, like, refer to somebody who is older than Bray? And to my knowledge, isn't Bray older than Bo? I believe Regardless. so. Regardless. I so, yeah. right? I, I when so. I hear Uncle Howdy, I think yeah, of someone who is I mean, yeah, older. Yeah, he has to be the older brother. Yeah, so to me, when I hear Uncle Howdy, I'm like, what if there is a, which I'll call a swerve here, what if it is somebody completely different? If you're calling somebody an uncle, but, usually that's a, a term They can't of be too old, man. Old. Them, them cats is like in their 30s. <laughs> but does it matter? I mean, so you, do you guys think Uncle Howdy is going to be wrestling? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm so. I'm enjoying all of this. Absolutely he's going right? to wrestle. I don't see, okay. Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think he's wrestling. I don't think we're going to see Uncle Howdy wrestling. I'm hoping we don't. Uncle Howdy's old, then. Uncle Howdy's probably their uncle. But you think they're doing all this to have a, to introduce a non wrestling character? Yeah, I do. I think I think Uncle Howdy oh, Lord. is what is controlling Bray's mind. I don't think we ever see Uncle Howdy wrestle. I hope we don't. I hope we don't see Uncle Howdy wrestle. But that's a great like deep dive talking <laughs> point for like another pod, maybe what that looks like. But I did think it was a. I personally thought it was a great 
next step in the story, once again, being there live, you can, of course you get a completely different feeling than watching on TV. I didn't watch it back, uh, so I may feel a little bit different. I am going to check it out probably next couple of days just to see how it came across on TV. Before we do get hey, but to... The crowd, the crowd was definitely there for you guys. Definitely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's funny when I hear Matt say, yeah, you guys definitely came for it. And you guys kept coming and coming. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did. I mean, you did too, talking about Mandy last week. I digress. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. Eshan, top dollar. Take it away. See, I, I was hoping we can skip this segment. I didn't want to bring this. I was hoping you guys had so much to talk about on SmackDown. Uh-huh. We can just skip yeah. this entire topic. <laughs> I, I, that's what I was hoping. We just talked about the man and, and the team last week. And, uh, you know, look. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't. You guys didn't react for him at all, right? I, I'm glad. Oh, I did. I'm I did. To I did. Hear I reacted. That Rhodesia, <laughs> she did. Represented. She did for gang, these gang. men and women. Gang, gang. Because good lord, it wasn't a good showing. Um, you know. Ah, oh, gosh. And did did you guys see the tweet that um Top Dollar released uh, in regards to the blown no. spot? Yeah. What did he, he say? Do you by chance have him out on him? Yeah, he basically said his leg gave him. I'll pull it up. While I'm pulling it up, uh, of course, these are all jokes, right? I'm, I'm happy. You don't want anybody to hurt themselves in the ring. The no, funniest thing, the all. reason why I even think this is hilarious, they act like it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, like, my God. That's made it so worse. Gotta, that was the, that was mute, the part guys. that made this hilarious. I'm like, did they see something I didn't see? Like, are they going to be able to kind of manipulate this on television to where, like, we just didn't see this oh my God. just fall over the top row? And then B-Fab no, outside, no, no. my homegirl B-Fab, she's talking about, let's go. Let's not. Wait, okay? wait, 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 like, wait, 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 wait. And then, and then, oh, my God. And then Top Dollar, he's shouting in the camera, too. Let's go. Bro, you almost broke your back. Yeah, man, your leg did like, not Oh, suck. my God. Your leg, your leg was stuck. In the bath bar, I mean, you can see where it went. You you can see when he was he ran the ropes. You can just see where it came out on him. And like I was like, dude, this can't be like for real. It can't. So wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Where did he? Where did he allegedly legs go out at? <laughs> you, you gotta go back and watch it. Where when you stood up, allegedly go out. <laughs> but wait, no, no, stop. You see when he came when out he went over the top rope. You said when he came over his entrance, his leg went out. That's insane. That's insanity. Um, oh, God. Man, yeah, he just retweeted a lot of things, so I got to, like, scroll all the way down. So basically what he said was uh, he's done that move plenty of times. He actually even put a video up yesterday <laughs> when he was 50 pounds heavier doing the move. No problem. He just said no. his leg went out. Uh, like I said, you can see when he was running, that bad boy was like, "Nah, chief, <laughs> we shouldn't do this. Like, it's too close to the holidays. And he's like, nope, we're going. He Tried to go over, and then B-Fab's out there jumping around and popping for him. Like, <laughs> it was the best <laughs> over-the-top rope move she's ever seen. Um, I'm glad he's okay. And, man, Cole was for no sure. better. Cole was no better on commentary. He says something to the effect of, now we see why he doesn't do that move often or something like that. I oh, was like, stop. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, which, I mean, like, so everyone else is trying to, like, act like the move happened, right? When it clearly in front of the camera didn't. Um, 
But <laughs> you, you, no, like Cole, hey, Cole is on a tear right now. Yeah. He's doing yeah. some of the best commentary of his career. I was never a Michael Cole fan, but yeah, he he wouldn't he wouldn't having it. <laughs> he wouldn't having it. And I wish none of them did either, man. I I hope. See, I actually I had to come back to the match, and I, and rewatch. I was hoping they edited that out. I was like, I hope they edited it out. You can't. No, they kept it. <laughs> that was the spot. That was the spot. Like unless you just cut to the crowd, and then you come back and they're just like hype on the outside talking about let's go. You got to show the move. My man's leg was jacked. Poor guy. Man, then then I was like, I hope they don't. I hope they don't win now. You know, like it's good. I was like, if they win. They got to come up to some crickets, right? And and it's, and it's exactly what happened, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. I mean, tell me, what, what was the reaction in the live crowd? What, what is, did you guys see everything that happened? Oh, one, you couldn't miss it. You couldn't miss it. And the crowd was just like, whoa. Oh it was a whole lot of. And then they go back in the ring. We get the finish, and everybody's like, "Are you kidding me?" My man just broke his leg, and like, they're 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 going for the tag titles in 22 minutes from now. <laughs> Poor guy, that was rough, man. That was super rough. Um, let's move on from Top Dollar once again. Shout to them. We won't bag on them anymore in their presentation. No, uh, and they're, and they're so man. They, they're so they're so good and passionate in what they do too. That's why, man, I, I love I do love Hit Row, and that's why I think we talk about them a lot because I want them to be at the top, you know, for sure. Um, but that was hilarious, and I'm sorry for laughing for the last three minutes. No, you know what? Too, uh, I, I, this is common sense. It's not like this is rocket science. Watching them, and I, man, I hate to like bag on talent. There's just nothing special about them. There's just nothing special about them. They're completely fundamentally sound. They do everything right except for top rope outside the ring moves. (laughs) There's just nothing. You watch them. Oh, my God. There's just nothing special about them, especially when you like they were in that match with uh, the Viking Raiders and um, Delgado. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. You like you watch the, the match and you're like, that's what it is. There's just nothing that connects you to them. So that's it. Oh my god! Uh, December thirtieth, the goat is coming back. We'll get to Gunther and Ricochet because to me that was like the biggest match of the night. But uh, December thirtieth, word is WWE wanted to load that show up as the last show of the year, and they did that. You talk about needle movers. We know Roman's a needle mover. They announced Roman for the Chicago for the Chicago show a week before the show. They moved over 1,200 seats just because of that announcement. They announced Cena last week. They had already moved 1,900 tickets since announcing Cena for that show. You best believe now that show's going to sell out because they still had, I think, 1,000 or like 1,500 seats left. That show's going to sell out come December 30th. But we got uh, KO and John Cena against Sammy and Roman Reigns. That is appointment viewing. Some stories they're going to tell. Yes. Anything. We we know we're going to see something significant in this match to further the story. Does Sammy cause Roman to lose the match? Does Sammy somehow not interact with KO on purpose in that match? Um, 
it's excellent. I, I think overall, I think it's just a major win. Be able to get Cena to get a match in. So history of you know wrestling every you know year for the last what is it fifteen years, twenty years, something 20? like that. Twenty. I, I think you that's said fan- twenty. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, like they kind of just check all the boxes uh, in that. So masterful job of making that match together. Uh, Rhodesia, what did you think when you saw Cena pop up on the big screen and say that he is going to be back on SmackDown wrestling on December thirtieth? Look man, at little Cena. Was Look I at little so... Cena on our screen. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, man, I was so excited. Oh, dog. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, seeing the, I guess you would call it the Titan Tron or the, the screen on the stage on the WWE production, that screen is massive. That's, so I just wanted to make a mention of that, too. Um, seeing that in mm-hmm. person, I think maybe I've seen it before. Um, I just don't remember. But even like with Imperium, no, when they came they out, just it. their display. Okay. Yeah, they, they changed incredible. it because they even changed because there's no longer a ramp. So where our seats were, right. we were like really close to the ring. You couldn't even see like the entrance once they came out from the back because it wasn't elevated. It was like a straight shot to the ring uh, so that the, the screen is actually much bigger than the one they were using previously. And I've just never seen John Cena that big before. So when I saw that, <laughs> and again, I'm a John Cena fan. You know, he's, you know, I just remember when him and one time Rocky – had their first, um, was it what was it called? Once in a lifetime match. Uh, yeah, once in a lifetime. I was so and then torn we got twice him. in a lifetime. The year twice later. in a lifetime, right? Um, but man, he means so much to me. I actually, I hope he follows me. I probably should go on Twitter and get him to follow me. But when I saw John Cena there, so excited and so wonderful just to know that this man has been wrestling every year, you know, and that he hasn't fully walked away from it. That to me, that means a lot as a wrestling fan. You know, he's out there doing movies, becoming an actor, and you know, making a name for himself in the acting world. But knowing that at his heart, he still loves wrestling. So bravo to John Cena. But I was super hyped when I saw that. Mad that I can't see actually him actually wrestle in person. But to be able to get that in person, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was definitely good for me too, um, seeing him on on the screen. Uh, He looks good, you know. Um, So it's definitely going to be a a great match. for the show so wait did you guys see did you guys see that on your show i'm, I'm losing yeah, track he, of the dates. he was on a big yep he was on a big yep. titan track i mean is, i'm losing track on the dates is that oh is no, that no, the, no 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 that wasn't no, tape show right that, no correct that is the live the show 30th. that's that's december 30th yep gotcha gotcha okay yeah i mean that's a good moment i mean he looks good mm-hmm. i can't wait for the match i mean he like i wonder where this bloodline story is going with mm-hmm. all of this right because something mm-hmm. has to happen in that match to to advance it um so that's the guess that's why we love wrestling that's that's freaking wrestling right y'all like you know just to to be excited to see the these storylines and these characters progress and how to get to the next point it's gonna be very interesting so yeah it's good stuff and it's so layered because even in the promo that we saw friday where sammy slipped up and said that he's ko's only friend and then the look that Jimmy shot him after Jimmy just put him over to the moon to Roman backstage in the locker room, that was something. And then there is a fantastic promo segment that's happening on uh, this upcoming Friday with the bloodline and Sammy that you guys are absolutely going to just eat up. And it's adding another layer to the story of KO bloodline Sammy. So it's going to be super, super awesome to see that. But uh, the, so the, the best match of the, night easily from SmackDown, and I'm so happy for Ricochet. I think he's probably outside of anybody that has been brought back to WWE, has been the person who's benefited the most 
probably him and Guther, actually, uh, with Triple H taking over. They rocked it. That was a pay-per-view level match with Gunther and Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Ricochet did come up short. Gunther did win, uh, but they worked fantastic together, and Ricochet did get the awesome kind of sand ovation. I don't know if that was shown on TV or not after the match. You know, the the slow leave you know from the ring type thing. Braun Strowman came in, I think, and, and saved him and raised his hand, and we kind of had that whole thing. So definitely put Ricochet over. It was super, super cool to see. Hopefully now he's going to be in that upper echelon part of the card going forward now, Ricochet, because he's shown now he can deliver consistently on the main roster with proper booking, book him in a good spot. He's going to work, you know, up to that level. Match was excellent for sure. Uh, what'd you guys think of that match and the outcome? Rodi, you tell me about your live experience and I'll go. Can I can I deflect right now because I'm gonna go on a tirade and it's gonna bring me to my next point. Oh well, well, well. Then we wanna we went to the tirade to kind of continue out. Um, I thought it was a good match, really, really, really great match. Actually, I told you before that uh, you know I'm just there with with Gunther, um, but awesome match. Um, another awesome showing from Ricochet. Man, it, it just shows you when you have the right people behind you that stars can shine the way they're supposed to, right? I don't know if we will get that match under a Vince watch, right? Because, well, you know, Ricochet is still be on Superstars or something. On main I was say if we did, it'd be a squash, right? Two-minute squash. Yeah, match. absolutely it would be. I mean, that was just... Oh, and actually, no, because Gunther would be out of the company. He wanted to fire him. Right? <laughs> True that, was, that. He wanted to get yep. rid of him. So we wouldn't have had a match, right? But it just shows you when you have a team behind you that believe in you that you can achieve a lot of things. And they achieved a really good match from bell to bell. I told you, I got a habit of wanting to do multiple things when I'm watching anything or doing anything, and I couldn't do it again with that match. I had to keep my eyes on that TV and... I mean, it was great because the crowd, you guys were definitely behind the match, all the near falls. Um, it was a perfectly executed match, and it was really, really nice to see these awesome, strong intercontinental title matches because, man, it's been so long, so long that these titles meant anything. I would probably say, like, the, the, the intercontinental championship, the United States championship hasn't meant anything in probably 15, 20 years. To be honest with you, I, I can't think of the last time like those 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 titles mattered, but they matter now. Kudos to Gunther, uh, kudos to Ricochet. Awesome match. I think the IC titles probably last was relevant to me was when um, Dolph Ziggler was holding it. So that's probably about maybe ten years ago. Maybe, Oof, maybe yeah, you're probably talking around there. We cashed in the night after WrestleMania in New York, second in a lifetime. So that was what WrestleMania twenty. Whatever, next year is 40. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're talking somewhere around that 10-year mark. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to that point, the match itself. So let me answer that question. The match itself was perfection to me. I, I didn't think that the two of them could actually show that well in the ring. I guess maybe I did, just knowing the two of them. But, you know, <laughs> I will also say all I could think about when watching Gunther was Matt saying Fat Walter and Fit Gunther through the whole match. Man, Fit Gunther, boy. <laughs> From last week episode. <laughs> That boy running great, circles around. Great, great match. Bad, bad Walter. Man, wonderful match. Wonderful match. 
Um, but my problem is, and I have been passionate about this for the last few weeks that y'all do not know, well, Matt knows, um, the whole use of tournaments in the wrestling world. So we're just wrapping up the greatest tournament right now of the World Cup. I think, is it what, three and a three final? I don't even know how that happens. I don't watch football or soccer, so I don't know how that plays. But as we wrap that, I want to bring up the point about tournaments. Wow, Argentina won. Wrestling. So they did win. Yep. Okay, so they did win. So you guys know we're live. Yeah, we're doing this live at the end of the World Cup. It was like five minutes left, Mm -hmm. and we started taping. Yeah, Argentina won. Shout out to Messi, man. That's that's insane. Perfect. Incredible. Let me give him a round of applause perfect, real perfect. quick on that. This is his last World Cup, he said. So that's a way to go out there, boy. He's definitely a GOAT in the, uh, in the football soccer world, for sure. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, but in using tournaments in the wrestling world, to me, I feel like if you're going to do a tournament and – have all these different talents showcase their their abilities and you put all this energy into this tournament to get a winner only to lose what they were supposed to be winning because you put all this energy into it I feel was a complete waste of time I get that it's the world the WWE World Cup and they try to align it with the World Cup of football and I know that it's the IC belt so they're trying to bring back some validity and something to the IC belt which I can appreciate but to me I am so mad that the winner of the tournament which is Ricochet or which was Ricochet goes to challenge for the belt for the championship and loses now in person I was not as mad as I thought I would be because again I don't know um if he I didn't remember if he said they showed it on TV or not but the whole Braun letting Ricochet get his um, props, and it was just so awesome and beautiful there. So it kind of took the edge off for me there. Yeah, and it was there. how the, that whole okay. So it, it took the edge off a little bit, but to me, my feelings are still the same. I feel it was a waste of time. You put all this energy into this winner only for them to lose. So I'm going to ask you, and I'm open to debate with any of you because I'm pretty passionate about this, and I have been. I've been sitting on this topic for a few weeks to see what happens at this end of this tournament. What are y'all thoughts about putting a tournament together, putting all this energy behind that one said person, only for them to lose the the biggest, you know, the prize? And I'm going to make one quick exception, and it's the one with um, Ricky Starks and MJF. And I'm only saying that one because MJF just got the belt, so I I didn't expect Ricky Whoa, Starks to um, actually. Oh, you can't put caveats on it. You just went. For I like can't two put a, a caveat on it. No, you, you can't went like two that. And a half minutes. I can absolutely. Yeah, okay, then keep it that. in there. Keep it in there then. You cannot go on a I tangent like about, oh my God, tournaments and wrestling, you gotta make the person who won the tournament win the big prize. I don't know, but caveat Ap- is I, yes. he could lose yes. because MJ No. <laughs> absolutely not. No, 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 no. Point no. is, okay, we'll keep that in there because you're right. Let me be consistent about it. I just feel like the use of a tournament, you put all this energy and you put it, to, you call it the WWE World Cup. You go through all of that. I'm happy for all these different, you know, countries, da, 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 da. And then boom, Ricochet wins only to lose. I felt for me that the whole tournament was a waste of time. What are y'all thoughts think about that? I think it's good. I think I think they worked you, Rhodesia. I think they did their job. I'm heated for damn they, sure. That's for sure. They did their <laughs> they did their job. They built a star that you cared about, and, and you were invested in the match. He there ended up go. losing, and you cared about that. That's wrestling. That's freaking wrestling, Rhodesia. That's yep. what they're supposed to do. Like right, they you're supposed to care if this man wins or loses. You're supposed to want to see him win and prevail. 
and get the cherry on top. But it don't always happen like and that he in didn't. life. And he didn't. So now all this was a waste That's, of time. No, that, that wasn't because they built a new star that you care about, that you can root and invest in and for the future. They did. I've already did cared about Ricochet, though. I've already cared but, about Ricochet. And there you go. It's they built him. Right. He is now in a much better start. OK, so would you agree? Ricochet is in a much better start today than he was before the tournament started. But just, I think part of that no. has something no, to do just, with Triple just A. Just yes or no? Just yes or no? Is he in a better position? Absolutely. Mission accomplished. That, oh. That's it. Now, now what's not accomplished, Whatever. and I was passionate about this weeks ago when on AEW TV they put their new signee Bandito in the tournament just to lose in the second round. This is somebody that can be a very big star for you on AEW television. He signs. His first match is against Jericho. He loses to Jericho for the ROH title. I get it. It's the ROH title. I don't expect him to beat Chris Jericho. You then have him wrestle Roosh on Rampage. He beats Roosh to get to the second round. Then you have Bandito lose in the second round. We have not seen Bandito on TV since. You have just killed your opportunity to make him a major star off top. Now, yes, you can put him on a, a big run sometime in 2023 and he can win one of the belts. That's not the point. The point is building people properly, building stars, building people as if they are better than other wrestlers. So I think that what they did with Ricochet was incredible. Now Gunther is still the IC champ. Looks like we're about to get Gunther and Braun Strowman. That and makes Braun. that match. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that makes that match even bigger. Because he still has the belt. He's gone through a lot of the, the division over on SmackDown. Ricochet is now in a position where, as passionate as you are, a lot of the fan base is passionate like that. So when he does get that belt, whatever belt that may be, IC belt, world title belt, U.S. belt if he goes to Raw, you're going to be even more invested because you saw the trials and tribulations of his run. Let alone, he's fighting from underneath the entire time. He shouldn't beat Gunther. From a size perspective, from a run with Imperium. No, this is fit Gunther. This is fit Gunther. It is fit Gunther. This is it not is fat. Not, this is not is fat Walter. So this it's is not fat even. Walter. You know what would be cool though <laughs> if he did put all that weight back on just to wrestle Brock at Mania. No. Then he, he takes like a month off and drops it and comes back. I think that that'd be. Oh, that's cool. dangerous but, to the body. That's dangerous. Uh, he, he'd be all right. They, they do this. Uh, but yeah, so that 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 is point my is thought. I'm I upset. Think that it, I see, but you shouldn't be because. Ricochet will be just fine. Whatever. He'll be just fine. He, just he's going to be, he's going to be just fine. Because, you know, you're thinking about like the bandito thing. And I think this tournament is overall, I think if this, if they tell the story properly, it's going to, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Um, as far as like the mm-hmm. bandito situation in the AEW tournament, I think that's honestly, man, I hate to say it. I think that's just bad booking, man. Yeah. I, I think that's just bad 100%. booking. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons, to be honest with you guys, I mean, this is another topic for another time. Um, I, 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 that's why I got to a point to where I went from when everybody in AEW to nobody knew being <laughs> in AEW. I just don't feel like they have so many guys that they're not utilizing properly. Like, there's we're, still a, 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 a Miro still on somebody's milk carton. Like, you know, they have so many guys they just don't use or haven't had room or television time for. For me, 
I think Bandito, from a look, from a work standpoint, I would love to see him, you know, go to NXT, you know, kind of just learn some TV things, you know, have a hot run there, then quickly, you know, be brought up to the uh, main roster because there's a need for him, especially on a Raw when we talk about the shows, Dragon. It'd be awesome if they had another character that's dynamic that can you know that can tell great stories in the ring and have great matches. I feel like he was needed. I don't think a Bandito was needed in AEW. On, in the, I think he's just another guy that you know, my guy Brian, another flippy flop guy that does flippy flop moves. Look at this with guy. With no meaning. <laughs> wow. Right. Like he's. Wow. They have enough of that on that show. I would love to see him go to NXT where they are teaching to slow down a little bit, tell a little bit more of a story, and he can be a big star there. That's another topic. Let me get off. I'm going on a tangent on that. But going back to overall tournaments, um, if they're done correctly, like they're either going to, A, they're going to build a new star that you care about and you want to see him accomplish his goal. But the goal um, he didn't oh, get. He didn't achieve the goal. He didn't achieve it. Close no cigar. Hey, hey the, the words of the late, great Aaliyah, at first you don't succeed. Dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> try again. Wow. All right? And you want to see this man try again. And they accomplish their goal. He might try again and win at Mania. He might be the, the Mania champion. We have a WrestleMania moment where Ricochet, you know, holding that title above his head. Then I will, come back, on this show. I I will come back you, on Rodisha. this show. I did yeah, it Thank you. you. I will come back on this show and rep. And I will say that it wasn't pointless. Or it wasn't, you know, so you wasting my time. Say, but you, right you now, it's still a waste of my time. I was wrong. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. So. I'm just going to say that it wasn't a waste of my time. <laughs> Next topic, Oh, that's please. great. Because I'm, All right, I'm so still heated. What else you guys got that uh, you feel passionate about? Because Radija went on a tangent. That was kind of like my MJF promo tangent right there. Good stuff, though. Anything Seriously, you guys are I mean, passionate about oh. before uh, we get out of here on this holiday week? Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about uh, ROH and the TV deal um, because prior to them announcing the deal, I had a conversation with for you guys just on the side. But I was like, you know what? Why not talk about it on the pod? Um, but, you know, just recently after the ROH pay-per-view, Tony Khan had released a statement saying that he has a there has been a soft launch of Honor Club and he's put money into it and it's now functional. Honor Club, Honor Club has the ROH library, including the ROH Supercard of Honor 2022 and Death Before Dishonor 2022. The plan is to post pay-per-view events on Honor Club 90 days after their air. The TV is going live there. He confirmed there will be a weekly TV show. He will announce when the TV on Honor Club will start at a later date. So he will provide more information in January after the Seattle and Los Angeles shows. Um, so best big news for ROH and my question before getting that news on the TV deal, we talked about on a pod that Tony Khan heard the fan base and they want ROH off AEW shows. And I got concerned for the ROH product because I'm a type of fan. I want all wrestling to succeed. I want this to do well. I'm probably going to pay $10, give it a shot for a couple months. Um, but how many fans are willing to do that? Because who is their audience right now, right? Because I got to say that probably the ROH fan base has probably started dying out. So you will hope that a 
a Tony Khan venture will produce fans within his own community, within his own fan base, and that some of the ROH uh, or AEW supporters will now support a second show from Tony Khan. And we're getting the opposite of that. We get, we're getting kind of pushback from our very own uh, Matt, for one. Like, hey, I don't want to see this on AEW for free. Now mm-hmm. we're, so my thing was, like, okay, now how many fans want to watch this show for free on TV? Now we're finding out that it's not going to be for free. It's going to be behind the paywall. Fans are going to have to invest $10 a month to see this weekly show. So my question is, uh, who is who's going to support this brand? Because you guys, and I say you guys, the disgruntled AEW fan base that we were hoping would support our waste brand didn't want to see free on TV. How many fans are going to be willing now to pay $10 to see this show? I don't know number wise. Point, I'm still, question. I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. hung up on though this price point. Them having a, a ninety day wait to watch their pre their pay per views. Um, wasn't Peacock originally like at four ninety nine a month? It still is four ninety nine with I commercials nine ninety nine without. Okay. But you're talking Peacock, so that's not fair. You're talking an entire subsidiary company outside of WWE where they got a good deal to basically uh-uh. close down shop of the network in the United States to go and put their platform, you know, put their uh, stuff on Peacock. So that's not a good comparison. But, yeah, it's 4 with ads, nine ninety nine without ads. So I guess well, if you want to compare the show, I- Rhodesia, if you want to compare the show, I mean, the network was $10 a month before I went to move to Peacock. Yeah. yeah so so, okay, right. so, so, so the network WWE was, Network was, was $10. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you got pay-per-views. Um, but, but you have so much more content. And you have so much more content. You had even from when WWF was around. Um, from what I heard there, you said the Honor Club is like the pay-per-views 90 days later in the weekly episodic shows. So I, I just don't R-O-H see the library value as well. in it. Excuse me. Okay. So the library is R- there too. Yeah. But I don't know if I see the value. But again, I know a lot of people are paying for stuff nowadays and in, in streaming in this whole new world. So I don't know if $10 is a, a good price point. I, to me, I just don't see it because like you just said, Ishan, I didn't want to watch ROH for free on AEW. I don't know if I'm going to pay $10 for this. Uh, but I don't know who's going to be the people who's going to buy the monthly subscription. So the last pay-per-view did... 30,000 buys. Less than that, wasn't it? 25? Was it, tw- was it 25 or 27? It was 30, 30 and then 25. Yep. Okay. It went so down a little at, bit. So they maxed out at 30,000 so far. So in my opinion, if you're willing to pay $30 to see a pay-per-view, you should want to pay $10 a month to see four shows a month, five shows a month. I think that's their max. Right now, is twenty five thirty thousand, and I think even that number is high for ROH TV. Uh, I I commend and appreciate Tony Khan for trying to do something with ROH, but this right now is a massive L. There's no other way to look at it, I, and this is not you know me bagging on them, but you spent months taking away from AEW talent and honestly taking away from AEW TV to promote this brand. And yes, you did get some really strong for ROH's brand, some really strong pay-per-view buy rates. So it's making money, 
on pay-per-view. I get that part. But for them not to get a TV deal right now, I don't care how loyal you are to AEW, you got to look at that and say it was, it's a miss. The, the, the lack of storyline cohesion we've had to deal with on AEW TV since the summertime or the springtime to try to get this promotion off the ground and running to go to Warner Brothers and say, hey, look what I got here. Let's bundle AEW and ROH TV and we can put ROH on whatever set day or whatever set time for them not to get a deal. It was an L. It, it, it was a complete loss right now because you hurt your main shows, which is Dynamite and Rampage, because you put so much time and effort into trying to get ROH off the ground. That was the biggest uh, point to me when I heard him on the scrum say, like, we're going to Honor Club, and it's nine ninety nine a month. I'm like, damn, so we just wasted months of TV time for us not to even get a TV deal. Now, who knows what that looks like? When they renew, you know, hopefully they renew a Warner Brothers or they end up going with another platform. But for now, us to have to pay $10 a month to see anything ROH related, that sucks. The only thing for me as a fan that is a big win out of this is now we, we see the split of ROH to AEW. You know, at, at Final Battle, we saw who was winning the belt. Claudio, ROH. Okay, he's probably going to be our ROH talent for the most part. Uh, Yuta got the belt off of Danny Garcia. Okay. Yuta's probably going to be an ROH talent for the most part. The tag champs, uh, now the Briscoes. You got the belts off of FTR. Okay, Briscoes, we know strictly ROH talent right now because they can't get on TV. Uh, You know, so like, okay, you know, so we see the split now of, hey, this is ROH. ROH is over here. And now we got AEW, and we're going to concentrate on AEW TV. And like like I said, I don't think there's any uh, surprise that the last two weeks of Rampage and Dynamite has been significantly better, and we haven't had really much talk of, of ROH. So to say, like, who is who is the ROH fan base? I think the ROH fan base is the diehard of the diehard AEW fan base. So it's going to be interesting to see what that number looks like. Is that the number I think is like 25,000, 30,000 max right now, or is it even higher? Is it maybe 100,000? With as much wrestling as is available right now, Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, Impact. To ask me to spend $10 just to watch regular TV, that's probably going to be taped in Orlando, maybe at Universal Studios or something. That's a lot to ask right now and pay for pay-per-views. Now, if pay-per-views were part of that $10 a month, bought in, got it, no worries. Right, 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 right. Pay-per-views not being part of that. And 90-day wait? Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to skip it for right now. Quick Quick question. Y'all would know more about this than me. When ROH was around prior to the purchase of Tony Khan, how did people see ROH outside of going to their shows live? Did they have any other kind of TV deals or services oh, yeah. you could purchase? They had TV. It was, it was syndicated. No, okay. no. We, we, hey, we had to find it. I, I don't know how much. No, it was syndicated. I yeah. Really, I mean. We, it's, here, here's the problem. When it was syndicated, it still was, when it was on TV, they had their own TV Rhodesia, but it was on Sinclair Broadcast, which has mm-hmm. which is in a lot of homes. However, the way the lit, it it, sh- it you typically came on late at night. It didn't have a set time. It would come mm-hmm. on late at night at like one o'clock in the morning, and a lot of times it would get preempted by something. So you would try to record on your DVR um, this ROA's TV, and it would get preempted because there's a a cat show or you know or some mm-hmm. flower show or something. It was. It was very hard. 
it was very hard to catch the show because like I was trying to record the show for years, but my DVR would never catch it at the time frame they was advertised because it kept getting constantly preempted. Uh, you try to you couldn't really follow the show on YouTube because they didn't have the new the newest shows on their YouTube channel. Um, Honor Club has been around for a n- number of years. The reason why Tony Khan had to put so much money into it is because it was so underdeveloped. Um, they didn't have the the newest shows um, often on Honor Club. Um, so it was very hard to catch ROH, even when at its hottest, right, Matt, when Young Bucks were there, when Cody were there, yeah. uh, Kenny was coming occasionally. You had to go out of your way to find ROH. Now it has a home. You can, you know where to find it, but do you want it? Right. That's so I'm going to say yeah, those Matt, people, see- those people will be the, those people who's going to buy this 999. The people who went through all of that, like you trying to watch these cat shows and you didn't really want to watch the cat shows and the flower shows, you're going to probably be the fan base of this 999 a month. But well, not really, right? Because now that on. fan base yeah. is now AEW. That, yeah, they've moved those on. Those are AEW fans now. And I'm getting yeah, Dynamite, which point. is an incredible TV show every single week. I'm getting Rampage, For which free. is solid. Yeah, you know, and if you're not a loyalist, you're getting SmackDown, which is, to me, probably the best wrestling show on TV weekly. You're getting three hours of Raw. So you're going from, back in the day, having a pretty substandard only WWE show on TV. Granted, it was five hours, but it wasn't the best. To now getting five, seven, nine hours of anywhere from decent to awesome w, uh, wrestling action and saying, like, hey, here you go. Here's an ROH, and I just need $10 a month from you. That That's a tough sale. That's a tough sale, and it sucks mm-hmm. that he did not get what he was looking for for a deal from there. And I understand not wanting to put it on free on YouTube because it completely devalues the product, right? So if he puts it for on sure, YouTube. For sure, yeah. He puts it on YouTube and say – it gets 100,000 views a week. Let's lowball it. When he goes to try to sell ROH mm-hmm. to a service, they're going to look and say, okay, well, let's look at your YouTube numbers. Oh, all right, so you were averaging 100,000, 150,000 a week on YouTube, which is a free platform. You have major TV that you can promote your Ring of Honor on. So you got millions of people watching your regular show. You're only getting 150,000 a week. And you want how much? For us to pay mm-hmm. for this show, we're not doing that. So I get the proof of concept. You don't want to touch and give it away for free unless you plan on keeping it on YouTube. So I get that part. It's like, it does suck. It, it does suck. I, like I said, I'm happy he tried it, but it's an L right now. And we'll, yeah, we'll this see. Is, you know, this is, would you say this is Tony Khan's biggest failure to date? Absolutely. Because he, yeah. cause he didn't get – not only did he not get a TV deal for ROH, right? He didn't successfully build an audience for his new show. He actually turned away probably some people for this new show, right? So for me, to answer my own question, like in Rhodesia, I think, Matt, you just answered it. Like, this has to be his biggest failure to date, right? You know, I hate to say failure because mm-hmm. failure means, like, it's over. We can say maybe his, his biggest uh, loss L, or his I biggest. For now. Yeah, his biggest opportunity to try to fix it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. is this because I mean it's not dead in the water, but man, that that's that me, it sucks let, that he wasn't able to get a deal. Let's just break it down just one last time before we head out of here. That roster, right? This is why I say like is the ill like does that roster make you want to pay? Because like, here's the thing: I'm going to give it a shot because that's I give everything a shot. 
Like, I love mm-hmm. wrestling. I, I like the Beast President Surprise. I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm very pessimistic because when I look at that roster, is that a roster that makes you want to pay $10 a month to see it? So you got Claudio. You got Athena. You have Willa Yuta. You have Samoa Joe. You got the Briscoes. You have the Embassy as your champions. That's that's a pretty good lineup. Outside of that, you got uh, Dawn Castle. I think it's a solid lineup. Yep, you got Dawn Castle. You got Mercedes Martinez. You got, uh, ooh, you got FTR. And that is all that is on the ROH website for a roster. That's it. Ooh. Sheesh. Okay, so, hmm. no. <laughs> to answer your question. No, right, right. Like you, yep. you, that's not a, that's not a ten dollar a month roster, right? That is a, a dark elevation show. I'll take the to Briscoes fair, out. I think Briscoes have a lot to bring. Yeah, and I, and I guess too. To be fair, we could see a lot of people moving over from AEW. They definitely got the talent. We know they got the bodies to move them over to. Our yeah, ways. they have a lot of talent there. Yep. Mm-hmm. My worry now is going to be when they do launch on honor club and we start getting weekly TV is Tony going to think, Hey, we got to pull some pretty big AEW stars onto ring of honor to make this pop. And then we get some of the bigger stars that should stay on AEW because they're your big top stars. And he tries to put them on ring of honor to get that show some traction. That is my worry. We know the booty on the, on the internet is that um, they're possibly, possibly thinking of bringing in new Japan talent. I'm um, on that show, the, the kind of because you nice. know New Japan's been trying to break into America for quite some yeah. time, and um, they've been less successful than uh, ROH in the recent years. So you might see some more calibra- uh, cal- collaboration. Collaboration. <laughs> get the word out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the word out for a second. Um, between the two shows. So, but even with that news, do you guys think that New Japan America talent is enough to warrant that ten dollar price tag? I don't pay really any memberships in life. I'll be honest with you, uh, but with that makes it sound you, much you better. Off of it really does. You much of a mind. That's why. Pretty much. Pretty much. I ain't no shame in my game. So, I think that makes it much better to know that we can get some in, um, NJPW American talent on ROH. I it makes it sound better. So we talked about at the beginning of the show. Like there's levels to this. This be my last thing I'll say. So we we have Forbidden Door. For New Japan AEW, this will be like locked door for Ring of Honor in US New Japan. No, I'm not interested wow. in locked door. Gimme, give gimme give forbidden door. Wow. That's it. Yeah, man, that's that's how I feel. So good stuff, guys. Well, we we kind of we, we broke some things down. We broke it down to brass tacks on this episode. Anything you guys got that you wanna speak on before we let the good folks go on this holiday week? Christmas. Yes, I want to say yes. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. Hey, when you guys listen to our pod. Right mm-hmm. Hey, and uh, during this holiday, you know, give your friends and loved ones a gift of the TFW podcast. It's free ninety nine. All you gotta do is send them the link. Tell them, wrap it. Right, just print out like our logo or something, put it in the box and say you're missing out. Get down on the TFW pod. Speaking of the TFW pod, we're here every single week. 
You guys know how to find us now. We are on every major platform. Please subscribe so you get the newest episodes sent right to you. Typically, we drop every Friday. This one, like I said, is a special bonus episode, so you're getting it midweek. All right, leave that five-star rating and leave us a review so we can climb up these charts. We are on Twitter. You guys know that, at ThatFNW. And then we also are on YouTube, where we put clips up of uh, this show and all the other shows. So check it out. That is at That's Freaking Wrestling. Once again, guys, have a excellent holiday week and holiday. We will talk to you guys next week.